Welcome to Sold Out Sports Talk with your host, Roman Gabriel III. Up-close conversations with high-impact personalities from the world of sports and entertainment. Follow Roman on Twitter and Facebook at Roman Gabriel 3. Today's show will feature interviews with Pat Williams, Senior VP of the Orlando Magic, and Toledo quarterback and NFL draftee Logan Woodside. Visit SoldOutTV.com for all things faith, family, and sports 365 days a year. And follow Roman on Facebook at the Roman Gabriel III fan page. Now, here's Roman Gabriel III. Welcome to Sold Out Sports Talk. Great friend of the show coming in, and he's been in before. Uh, Believe it or not, this guy is writing his 105th book, Vice President of the Orlando Magic, uh, incredible career in baseball and basketball management, and uh, his new book, which I'm very excited to talk about, Coach Wooden's Forgotten Teams, John Wooden, the great one, uh, the most successful basketball coach of all time. And, uh, Pat, it's great to have you back on Sold Out Sports Talk. Well, Roman, thanks. I'm looking forward to our chat and always glad when we can hook up like this. You know, you and I go back a long ways with our family. And, uh, you know, I grew up in Southern California during those incredible runs with UCLA, the seven consecutive championships and the 88 straight game winning streak, which people, people, he, it's hard to believe as great as John Wooden is that that's one thing that people don't talk about enough. 88 straight games. I remember everybody remembers watching the one that broke the string against Notre Dame, but it's ridiculous. Well, he had a great run, obviously, Roman, and uh, it was about nine years ago that the Sporting News uh, polled the best sports minds in the country to rank the 50 greatest coaches in all of sports, one through 50, and John Wooden was ranked number one, ahead of Bear Bryant, ahead of Vince Lombardi, ahead of Red Auerbach, etc. Quite an honor, Uh, but he was a lot more than a basketball coach. Uh, he was a mentor. Uh, he had enormous amounts of wisdom. Uh, he had time for people. Uh, and, and the one big part of his life, Roman, that's never really been covered were his summer basketball camps in the L.A. area. I remember those. He ran them for many years, touching thousands of young lives. And so we thought it was important to see what we could dig up here and learn about those summer basketball camps and get a whole new look at John Wooden. And, Pat, this isn't your first book on John Wooden. You had a relationship with him. What, what, was the, what was the thing that made you want to write the first one about John Wooden? Well, it was part of a series that I did with a publisher. I did a book called How to Be Like Mike, you know, a really in-depth look at Michael Jordan. And then the publisher said, well, let's do some more. So we did How to Be Like Jesus. We did How to Be Like Walt Disney, How to Be Like Jackie Robinson. Uh, and I insisted that we had to do John Wooden. Uh, So I wrote him a letter, Roman, uh, asking if he would give me his blessing. Uh, So a few days later, the phone rang. I picked it up, and here's what happened. Uh, Mr. Williams, uh, this is John Wooden, uh, the former basketball coach at UCLA. (laughs) (laughs) That's what he said, Roman. That's great. He, He said, I got your letter. He said, now, I'm not worthy of a project like this. He said, but if you would like to do it, he said, you, 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 you go on ahead. Well, wow. with that, um, you know, that opened the door. And I think over the years, Roman, probably, I guess, 
six, maybe six times, something like that. Uh, we would go out and, and pick him up at about five o'clock, uh, take him to his favorite restaurant, the Valley Inn, and then come back to his condo and sit in his office and, uh, and talk about sports, talk about life, talk about poetry, talk about history. Uh, fascinating. And, and at this point, Roman, he, he had to be mid to late 80s. He lived till 99, and his health was good, and, um, and his mind was sharp. By the way, that, that uh, office of his now is a museum piece on the UCLA oh. campus, uh, which is quite interesting. But uh, that's kind of how it all started. And uh, so I've, I've done four books, different aspects of his life. And this one that's just come out is a pretty thorough look at how he ran those summer camps and the impact that he had on so many. Pat Williams is the author of Coach Wooden's Forgotten Teams. And, of course, what a great time for it to come out uh, with March Madness and, and the NCAA basketball and the playoffs and everything that's going on. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I wanted to ask you, Pat, since you had a personal relationship with Coach Wooden is, you know, people look at him and they look at that stoic nature on the sidelines. He, he was not a guy who showed a great deal of emotion, if at all, during a game. Um, when you would watch those games, uh, you know, you would think, wow, you know, he just doesn't get too excited about too much. But you saw a different side of him, his passion for basketball, his passion for his players and for and, and for teaching uh, was what he was all about. Right. Well, he never viewed himself really as a coach. He he never used that word coach or coaching. It was always about te- teaching. Uh, he viewed himself as a teacher. He. By trade, he was an English teacher, and 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 he he, he loved to teach. Uh, he would talk like this: uh, I, "I was teaching these young men uh, under my supervision. Uh, yes, how to be good basketball players. More importantly, how to be good citizens. That's how he viewed himself, and uh, and and he was teaching in the summertime as well, teaching fundamentals of basketball, but he also." Uh, was teaching life skills, Roman, to these youngsters through these basketball camps, uh, teaching them about how to be successful in life. I think that. And was everybody really knows about his pyramid, of, his pyramid of success book, right, Pat? I mean, that was kind of the oh, yeah. most, one Look of the most incredible books of all time. Yeah, we, you know that whole uh, pyramid of success was his view of success. <laughs> I don't think. Anything that has come along to top it, and, and and that's what he spoke about a great deal, you know, about how to how to live a successful life, and he always did it with a very very humble spirit. Uh, Billy Packer, the broadcaster, once said to me, uh, "John Wooden is the most humble, famous person he said I've ever met." So so there was a true humility about him. Uh, whenever you were with him, he was. He, he was not trying to impress you that, with all that he had done or all of his accomplishments. Uh, he was more interested in you and your life and what was going on with you uh, than uh, you know what it, he had accomplished in his life. And, and when you run into a giant like that, uh, who, who truly is a is a humble person, uh, that that's a very attractive quality, Roman. Very attractive. Pat Williams with us. He is the author of Coach Wooden's Forgotten Teams, 
And if you want to know more about John Wooden and about the impact he had not only as a coach at UCLA, but this incredible impact with young people through and 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 you you put it in a, in a very humble way too, uh, Pat. Some you're saying summer camps. I and mean, when we talk about summer camps, there were thousands of kids that were impacted uh, through these summer opportunities to not only come and be around Coach Wooden. But be around guys like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, which was Lou Alcindor at that time, Bill Walton, uh, Keith Wilkes, um, the players that they had, uh, Sidney Wicks. I mean, just they had some incredible personnel on those teams, and they all played together, and it truly was a team atmosphere. And and, and Coach was trying to pass that on uh, to these youngsters in the summertime. Uh, the beautiful thing about those camps, Roman. Uh, John Wooden didn't just lend his name to the camps, as can, as can happen, uh, but he was there. He was there every day. Uh, he, he planned all the activities for each day. Uh, he met with the young coaches before every day began to make sure that they were clear on what they were going to be covering that day. Uh, he was very, very much involved. And then uh, towards the end of the week, he would interface with the campers and pose for pictures. He, he, he spoke to all of them at the end of the camp and their parents who had arrived. And uh, he, he spoke primarily about his pyramid of success. So those campers got a full dose of John Wooden. Uh, they, they, uh, they got a whole lot more than they paid for to go to that camp. And it was quite intriguing to me, Roman, years and years later, way down the road now, uh, those campers who are now adults, maybe their uh, grandparents, uh, they still have vivid memories of, uh, of what Coach Wooden did in those camps. They, they remember it very clearly. Pat, of coaches today that are, that, are, that are successful, that are doing it the right way, which is a real challenge with the way basketball has grown and with the money and with the tournament and with guys going pro after their first or second year. Uh, obviously, the game has changed, but who are maybe a couple of coaches that you think of today that remind you a little of John Wooden? Well, Tony Bennett at Virginia reminds me of him. Uh, Coach Wooden was very firm in his faith, strong Christian Roman, uh, as is Tony Bennett. Uh, that that comes to mind. Uh, a football coach by the name of Mark Richt at the University of Miami. Yes, uh, he he reminds me a great deal of John Wooden with his personal relationships and his and his strong faith. Uh, Jay Wright at Villanova comes to mind. Uh, you know, Jay uh, is solid, rock solid, man, coach of great character. Uh, does things the right way, uh, strong relationship with his players, firm, uh, but yet loving. You know, that, that's, a, that's an interesting combination. And, and so, uh, and, 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 and maybe this is the key to what we're talking about, Roman. One of, one of the uh, camp uh, executives, you know, years ago, he said to me, uh, John Wooden, wasn't just good to people, he was great to people. That's what this guy said. Uh, now, wow. there's a good challenge for all of us. Uh, he wasn't just good to people, he was great to people. So, <laughs> he always had time for people, Roman. If, For example, 
uh, if a young high school coach, oh, I don't know, in Des Moines, Iowa, uh, wanted to fly out and, and spend part of a day or a day with John Wooden at his condo, uh, Coach Wooden would, would invite him out. Uh, he'd give him directions to where he lived. And so this coach would fly out there and, I guess, rent a car and uh, get to Encino and find where Coach was. And Coach would be out on the balcony telling him how to use the elevator to get up to his place. And, and there they would sit talking hoops. I don't know, for the better part of a day. Wow. And, and that coach would head back to Des Moines, probably uh, without need of an airplane. You know, he just talked to the greatest coach of all time about, you know, how to, how to be a better coach. And, and he did that all the time. Fortunately, he lived till 99, and his health was good. And so he was able to, after he retired, he had the time to, to really be a mentor to, I don't know, multiple hundreds of people, uh, many of them who he never had met before. I, I'm amazed by that. Pat Williams is here with us on Sold Out Sports Talk on American Family Radio. He is the author of Coach Wooden's Forgotten Teams, the great coach of UCLA, John Wooden. If you want to know more about this man, not just the coach he was, but the man he was, the family man he was, the husband that he was, uh, the friend that he was, uh, changing so many lives of not only his own players, but coaches and players and people all around the world uh, that this guy impacted. And, you know, I'd be remiss, Pat, because you've had a great deal of success yourself in basketball, uh, bringing, uh, bringing a team to Orlando or, or being one of those that helped do that and then going to the finals through the Shaquille O'Neal, Penny Hardaway uh, magic and then, uh, also being part of a championship organization with one of the great NBA teams in 82-83 with the Philadelphia 76ers. And uh, real quick, because I want our audience to get a feel for some of these guys, just want to ask you, uh, throw out some names and have you have you respond. <coughs> you fire away, Roman, and I'll, uh, Ju- I'll give you a little thumbnail. Julius Irving. Class guy. Uh, had time for everybody. Uh, would treat the the writer at the high school paper the same as the columnist for the New York Times. Um, spectacular talent, a great teammate, and uh, very very uh, superb people skills. Another guy who impacted the Philadelphia 76ers and one of the great players of all time, Charles Barkley. Uh, colorful, even, at the, even in, as a 21-year-old. Um, n- never, never has been a player like him, a six-foot-four power forward. Uh, uh, Jack McMahon, our scout, described him as a ball-handling Wesley Unseld. Uh, there was nothing he couldn't do. Take, taking a rebound off the board, dribbling uh, down the middle of the court, put it behind his back, make a sensational pass, and then back to him for a flying dunk. Oh, boy. Uh, super talent, and uh, we'll never see his likes again. It's impossible. Now, many people don't know this about you, but you were the general manager of the Atlanta Hawks for one season in 73, and, and I didn't even know this until I looked up some stuff on uh, about you. You are responsible for trading 
Pete Maravich. Robin, I was there with the Hawks that one year, the 374 season. Uh, we uh, expected a good year, but it didn't really happen. At that point, Pete was really a troubled soul. You know, he, he struggled with alcohol, uh, struggled with uh, family relationships, and we decided at the end of that year uh, that we we weren't going anywhere with him when was coming in as an expansion team, and they were very eager uh, to bring Pete back to his roots, you know, after he'd played at LSU. So they made a huge offer. We accepted it and traded him. Uh, Pete went down there, and he had some good years, really good years. He, he battled injuries, however, and his career came to a close, and he was still struggling with life. And then after he retired, Roman, in a dramatic conversion, dramatic, uh, he, he came to know the Lord in a very, very powerful personal way. And, and for several years, uh, Pete was, uh, I mean, he was, a, he was an athletic Billy Graham. I mean, he was amazing and had a powerful testimony. And then at age 40, he, he died of a heart attack. He was getting ready to tape a show with Dr. James Dobson. They were hooping it up in the morning, and Pete just dropped dead on the court at age 40. Uh, well, I remember, I, I I remember that story. More, but I, it, was a, it was an amazing, unbelievable story. Uh, he had a heart condition that nobody had spotted, and he died at age 40. But in those closing years of his life, uh, he had a powerful, powerful witness uh, about that relationship that he I had remember. with Christ. It, it was tell a me about story. Pete as a, as a player, Pat, what you saw in him and what made him special. Colorful, flamboyant, uh, owned the basketball. Uh, there was nothing he couldn't do. And uh, he was a showman at heart. Uh, he was fun to watch. Uh, you never knew what he was going to do next. Uh, but he, uh, he was an amazing talent. And, and his his college career was even more amazing. They didn't have a three-point line then, but still he holds all the scoring records in college basketball. If they had a three-point line then, oh, my goodness, heaven only knows what his numbers would be. But to see him at college was a, was a sight never to be forgotten. There's, no, there's never been a player like him, really. I don't see anybody on the rise of either. But he was... Uh, he was a showman at heart, but extremely talented. Uh, but as I said, a troubled soul uh, for most of his NBA career. He was battling all sorts of demons. Uh, but uh, afterwards, he, he, he found peace in his life, you know, when he, when he made that uh, uh, decision to be a, a Christ follower. Well, he, he, it's a great story. If you've never seen it on ESPN 30 for 30, you need to watch that on uh, Pete Maravich. Uh, Pat Williams, the time goes so fast when we're together. The author of the new book, Coach Wooden's Forgotten Teams. And everybody, you're fired up right now about uh, college basketball and about you know uh, the competition. This is a great time of year for basketball fans. Well, what better time than to learn about the greatest coach, maybe the greatest teacher of all time in basketball, uh, Coach John Wooden. And um, how do they get to book, Pat, uh, if they want to read this book? Roman, it's out there. It's in bookstores. 
uh, Amazon.com, great way to order books, BarnesandNoble.com, uh, BooksAmillion.com, and uh, uh, people, you can read this book probably in a couple of sittings, but uh, there's so much to take from the life and the career of John Wooden, and uh, I hope people enjoy it. I, I know they will, Roman, and I'm so glad that, that we could have a nice visit today. Always good to chat with you. Pat Williams, uh, Vice President, Orlando Magic, and just has so much history about the NBA and about college basketball. And uh, Pat, always, always great to have you and my friend. Uh, God bless you, and uh, we'll uh, be telling people about this this book, Coach Wooden's Forgotten Team. So uh, go out and get it, and uh, learn more about a guy who every coach looks up to. It doesn't matter whether it's basketball, baseball, football, or whatever. This guy was a life changer. So. Pat, appreciate you coming in, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Welcome back to Sold Out Sports Talk. This young man played at Toledo QB, Logan Woodside, and uh, signed with Lee Steinberg Sports and Chris Cabot. It's been great. Uh, Unbelievable experience. So it's been good. Well, you know we're going to have to take a picture because when you talk, Toledo and and App State played in the bowl game, and Mm -hmm. Taylor Lamb's a friend of mine, quarterback for App State. Yep, so I got to you, you and I got to take a pick, and I got to tell him you're here. Definitely, uh, make sure and do that. Yeah, yeah. Taylor is is. Uh, I, I asked, I reached out to him the other day, and he said that uh, he's taking a, a, a GA position at University of South Carolina. Yep. Uh, I talked to him. So when we went down for the bowl game um, in Mobile the first time, we flew down a couple days early. Got them. Got to talk to him. Got to meet with them a little bit. Great dude. Yeah. Great guy. He talked about he wanted to go into coaching. His dad was a coach. Oh man. Um. So you know, I was happy for him. You know, he had a great career at App State, and it was it was fun competing against him those two times we played. Yeah, so you guys threw it around at Toledo, man. Yeah, Eleven to three this year. Mm-hmm. Last year you had a great year. Yep. So you, you got to feel like you're at least uh, in some way prepared for the pro game, right? Yeah, definitely. I think you know, uh, you know, the the offense that we had up there, we're, we weren't under center a whole lot, but some of the concepts I think are going to carry over into the NFL and. And get me ready to go. What's it like being comfortable in the shotgun and then going back under center? Yeah, I think it's uh, you just got to get used to it. Um, you know, I was out at the NFL PA game. I played in that. Yeah. Um, coach Mike Martz was our head coach, oh, and great. and John Kitna wow. was my OC. So we were under center every play, and they and they really you know they really pushed us, and uh, it was a great week. But just to get ready and get under center at that pro level. It's different for sure, but I enjoy it. I enjoy the, uh, you know, the challenge that it presents. Mike March is a genius, man. Definitely. You, you, you got to get over under somebody that, uh, the Rams were the most productive offense exactly. in history. Exactly. Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner and Torrey Holt was yeah, our. Yeah, Torrey Holt was. Uh, he was our team. wide receiver coach. Oh, Torrey was there. Yep, Torrey was there. Uh, Ray Rice was our running back coach. Oh wow! It was a great. It was a great experience out there. Torrey is a was a professional's professional and an NC State guy yep. and a uh, wonderful human being and does so much for where we live in the Raleigh area. Him and his brother. Nice. Uh, played played also at cornerback. So. Uh, you you you're being around some quality guys Definitely. on and off the field for sure. So Toledo, uh, why'd you go to pick Toledo? Well, coming out of high school, um, I wasn't really highly recruited, um, and you know I found I found a home there at Toledo. Um, Coach Matt Campbell at the time, who's at Iowa State now, um, you know I really just trusted, really liked him, and and the ability to go up there and play early. Um, and, you know, Toledo's got a great tradition uh, about him in the do. MAC. And, uh, you know, it's a really represented program. And I just want to go up there and, uh, and show my, showcase my skills. How many games did you start? I think in my career I started, uh, I'd say, I think I got the second most starts ever at Toledo. So 
And there's been a lot of good ones there. Yeah, so uh, probably I think around 30, 30 or 40. So, so, so this lot. worked out well for yeah, you definitely. in terms of getting the experience. Three-year starter. Three, started yeah, for three years. That's yep. awesome. Yep. And the NFL, hey, the more snaps you have, the more film you have, the more definitely. experience you have, the more they like it. Exactly. Uh, less risk, right? Exactly. So your expectations, this is going to be quite a ride from uh, combine, pro workout, draft. Yep. So uh, tell me about uh, this schedule and about what you're going to be doing to get ready. Yeah, so I've been down training in Pensacola, Florida at Exos. Um, been, been working with a guy named David Morris, quarterback coach down there. He's getting me ready to go. So after this weekend's over, fly back there, the combine, and then back at Toledo. Probably till uh, leading up to the draft, getting ready for the pro day. Well, like enjoy that. it. Definitely. Enjoy it. It's a process you go by one time. I know. So, uh, yeah, it's going fast. Yeah, I know. I know. It goes. It, it does go by fast. Last question. Tell me, what what are your plans to use your platform and, and to impact people's lives? Yeah, definitely. I think uh, you know. I think as as athletes, we have we have that opportunity to to inspire people. Um, I know a lot of people in my hometown. They really look up to me, and I just try to be a good role model uh, to individuals and. You know, hopefully whatever works out with football, hopefully people don't remember me for that, just a good person that I am, and, and just have the ability to continue to lead lead young men and, and to be a good person. Thanks, Logan. Yep. Appreciate no it. problem. You've been listening to Sold Out Sports Talk with Roman Gabriel III. Our podcasts are available at AFR.net. You can follow Roman on his official website, soldouttv.com, and on Facebook at Roman Gabriel III. We'll catch you next time on Sold Out Sports Talk, your source for faith, family, and sports.